welcome to Sheffield Hopcast and welcome to, well, I've on social media this week, I've seen it called, I call it our away day, I've seen it called our summer holiday episode, uh, Sean's called it the summer special, yeah. it's had many names, regardless, we've escaped Sheffield and we are in York, um, it's officially, this is only our second away day since we started the podcast, the first one was in <laughs> Scarborough. <laughs> I mean, if you can hear that in the background, you could not make this up. It's been perfectly silent for ages. Next and door to a dead Someone's fist. drilling away. Um, our our first away day, which was to <laughs> Scarborough. Anyone want to guess at the date of that? The Scarborough trip. Ooh, yes. I want to go, I it was 20, 7, 2019. 7th of August. You're going 7th of August. Oh, no, it was in June, wasn't it? June the 23rd. You're going July. June the 23rd. June the 23rd. Well, I'm the only one right so far. 2019. I'll start with the year. <laughs> um, I think there's an acceptance that it's 2019. Yeah, so let me put two and two together here and get nothing right. Um, so, we obviously, we went to Scarborough quite regularly back really then. My mum and dad... back on Radio Sheffield doing the quiz, doesn't My mum and dad were there as well. They were, Because we met yes, them in yes. the uh, Sam Smith's. So it's definitely summer. <laughs> so I'm going to go for June the 30th. So you go on June the 30th. You went 23rd, I think. June the 23rd. You went... July the 18th. All right. Uh, the winner is... Obviously If me. we're going close, it's two me. system. Obvious. I've had the eyes already. Have you well, had the eyes off him? Sean, <laughs> I'm afraid you're wrong. <laughs> Adam is the closest. It was the 8th of June oh, right. 2019 when we did our Scarborough... So we're in York. We've actually been here for a couple of hours, but we started off inside. We've come downstairs. I've not mentioned where we are. We are at uh, Brew York, which is where you start every good day out in York, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't start here, though. I did. No, did I, d- I didn't want to mention. <laughs> I, three of us caught the same train, and Sean was like, I'm not catching your train. Why would I? I'm yeah. getting my posh I, I, ne- train. I live near York, uh, so why would I trek to Sheffield? <laughs> to come back on yourself. <laughs> So here's the sketch then. So it's um, what day? It's a Thursday, isn't it? It's kind of early afternoon. Um, I'm James. Adam and Laura are here. We all came together. We all travelled on the same train from Sheffield. Sean came separately because you live, I don't know, Durham Valley Express. Somewhere, I, I came in on the Durham Valley Express. Um, and we're on. We're on our. I mean, we are a COVID nightmare. We're on our third table since we've actually been at Brew York. We started off indoors, decided it was too noisy, came outside. It started raining, so we had to move to another outside table. Sun's back out undercover. now. Next to an extreme dentist. The dentist closed for lunch, <laughs> <laughs> so we're all quiet. We have, we have washed our hands each time, though, I think. We have, yeah, yeah. lots of um, hand gel, and we've been wearing masks when we move around because we're nice like that. We're sensible people. Um, let's do round robin, then, of who's drinking what. Let's start with Laura. I've got a Katie Berry. Katie Berry. Which is a berry fruity pastry sour. It's delicious. It's also very, very, uh, it's very deep purpley pink kind it's of best colour. Best colour of the it's day. Good so colour. And I'm wearing a white t-shirt, so I'm slightly uh, no, your concerned t- about uh, Laura's tote bag is the best colour of the day so far, but that's the best coloured beer. Olive uh, green. Little Earth mm. Project tote bag as well, mm. Sean's which matches your shorts, Sean, actually. Well, yeah, they're not sponsored by a Little Earth Project, though. <laughs> you could go foraging in those shorts, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, I'm on a Hopperator Error, which is a 7.2% New England IPA, which is made with Amarillo, Simcoe and Centennial. 
James is such a professional, he made that sound like he wasn't reading it. I, no, I um, absolutely am reading from it. The, uh, Described as, uh, I've, not dr- I've not tasted it yet, citrus character complemented by tropical fruits and a spicy slash piney finish. Sounds good. Um, 7.2%, which is a bit stupid for uh, half two in the afternoon. But to be fair, I'm tipsy already because uh, uh, we, we had, uh, well, I, I think I drank quite a lot on the train. So this is going to end very, very badly. Sean? Uh, upstairs with a lunch, I had a karma, karma chameleon uh, on cask, which was really outstanding, excellent. always like to start on a, a pint of cask. And now we're downstairs, I'm on keg, and uh, I've got a half of... Uh, I asked Laura, uh, because Laura's doing helping me with the app. I'm not so good on the app, ordering the old beers and food and that. And I said, I fancy a 5% American pale ale. And of course, you came up with a five percent American pale ale. So, lupu lion, and uh, nice and hoppy, and a nice bitterness to it as well, and uh, per- perfect for a little bit of our afternoon quaffing after after a little bit of food. Normally, brew up beers. There's a pun in the name, and I can't understand what lupu lion. So what the pun loop, is? I loop, think it's based lupulin. on lupulin. Lupulin. Yeah. yeah. Which is the the stuff from the hops yeah, that yeah. makes them all makes all the beers taste nice. Oh, it's like an injure. It's the golden yeah. part of the hop that gives the beer that its bitterness, aroma, and flavour. Apparently. Oh, you did sound like you were reading that. Oh, I was. Actually. reading That's it. the difference between yeah. the radio professional and the uh, the cheating. It cheating. also says that the Looper Line is the hippest it's not, hippest I mean, cat in the Pride. Juice Forsyth is easier to get, isn't it? I mean, that's funny. <laughs> uh, Adam, what are you on? I'm on the same as Sean. Um, really nice, five percent American pale ale. Uh, yeah, very piney. Go and explain um, why you're drinking this one. Uh, because I'm still on my gluten-free test, and this is a, an unofficial. Well, it's 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 a way for testing, but they're confident mm. this will come back as a gluten-free beer. So this is an uncertified gluten-free. Yeah, I've been doing it for a couple of months now. Just um, it's, it's not like a lifestyle thing. It's a <laughs> how, how have you been finding it from a beer point of view? Because we've done episodes, Ooh. haven't we, about... Um, I mean, there's many, many more gluten-free beers than there once was. Yeah, I kind of feel like I hit the ground running because knowing my friend Matt who does the gluten-free part is I've kind of gone through his journey for the last few years. Um, um, so it didn't feel too daunting to kind of go, oh, OK, I know that a lot of the Abbeydale stuff in Cannes for the the other... Um, is is gluten free, so is like the triple point, which is just around the corner again. So I know that if I wanted something quick, I can get something from you know from a local shop or something. Um, but yeah, it's it's tricky. It's not it's not the easiest one. I've, I've had to default to a lot of ciders. Um, Come on, uh, we've got fourteen cheddar ales in at the moment that are all, all right. gluten free. Yeah, well, I, I said I'm just testing Brass the water Castle. at the minute. But Brass Castle, yeah, yeah. Um, there's some great stuff. Yeah. But kind of moving sideways, Brew York actually do do their own cider, so I've, I did have that first. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's called Big Apple. Um, Is it nice? Uh, yeah, it's nice. It says it's a, a sparkling dry cider. I would have said it was more of a medium cider, but um, I, I medi- medium dry, means. slightly slightly sweeter than a... I've, I've drunk maybe two ciders in my life, and not not for me. Yeah, it was, it was nice, really pleasant. Um, yeah, um, re- do recommend you feel, it. Do you feel better for... Your experiment. Uh, still in the testing stages, still ironing out a few uh, things, but yeah. I think his skin's looking, looking better. Looking, looking. Yeah, looking peachy. To be fair though, I think I might have lost a lot. Spain though, haven't you? Been yeah, oh, I was right, through a holiday. Right. Yeah, I was drinking uh, Mahu Sin Gluten, um, so. 
and uh, and wine for, any, for anyone that's not multilingual that's Cinnamon spanish without 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 gluten <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cafe it's sin. not sean here it, it's not the rest my whole sin glue it's not a naughty beer yeah it's like a, <laughs> yeah, there's lots of it in it but yeah i mean yeah if it's if there was a job i'd love you to do sean it would be to be a translator <laughs> yeah because uh, i think that would be that would be brilliant. Translating what from what? Though? Translate any language into Barnsley. Yeah, that would be all right. Yeah, I'd have a go at that. <laughs> like, sans gluten translates as no gluten in that, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long no, as it's all no gluten, yeah, I'd find that quite easy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is good. Um, weirdly, because they've got their, like, the, their digital kind of menu and stuff, and they have all the little allergen info. Weirdly, they've not put the little icon on this one, even though it does say in the... The description is also gluten-free, but I, probably because they're still waiting for official verification from the lab. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 because you have, like, legal yeah. tests that you've got to do to be able to declare it. We've, talk, yeah. we've talked about this before, haven't you? You've talked about it with Abbeydale beers and stuff like that. I should also point out that Laura bought me my half uh, because of my um, dumbfounded uh, use of the app. Um, so I, I uh, next round, me and Laura were in rounds. I don't know how <laughs> whether this... Uh, I, I like that. It's going back to the olden days, so I'm getting Laura one in the next pub. I don't know where we're going next, but I did spy that pub on the corner. I had uh, the bad kitty on just as I was passing by. But we do need to decide on this because we genuinely don't. When we went to Scarborough, Sean already had a route kind of laid out for us, and we we didn't record, but we have been to York before for Laura's birthday a couple of years ago, and we had a route worked out then. We did. And today we don't, so we we're do. We, we kind of need to figure that out, maybe just one at a time. So what are the options for going to next? So we start, we're starting at Brew York, so we're kind of on the edge, aren't we? We need to probably See, work our way back into the like city. I would like to vote to go a little bit further out of the city, oh. personally. Rebel. And head it's down to the Rook and Gaskill, which is one of my favourite York pubs. Nice cask range, nice keg range, nice people. Is it your birthday? I've never been. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> So we it's could give that a go. It's your brewery's birthday. It is. It is Abbeydale's 25th anniversary month. Um, so we're, we're releasing that, that gives beers you first throughout choice. the month because I just thought, why not drag it out for as long as possible, basically. It's what I like to do with my own birthday, after all. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I think yeah, it's, it's officially on the 16th of August, 25. which is... Uh, that's the date that a uh, cask of beer first left the brewery and was delivered to another pub. Shy Rosses, was it? Shy Rosses dragging the old <laughs> wagon down. Absolution cask to the three stags heads in Wardlow Mines. Yeah, we'll, we'll a cask. Is it still there? Three stags? Pub? Yeah. yeah. So really are we, we going right. to replicate that? Can we replicate that on the oh, day? I have a shot on Mondays. But oh. <laughs> 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 we could try doing <laughs> it. It should be made to walk. What an anticlimax that one. Recreate it in this grand moment. It's good to see that you've already thought about it. It wouldn't open on that Monday for you to do that. Well, I don't know if any of you have ever been to the three stags, but it's... You're not allowed phones in there. They're not on any social media. They'd be absolutely fuming to hear we were discussing them on a podcast. But it's an absolutely oh really? fantastic pub. It's so good. It's indescribable. It's have I, I have had a look. Oh, where, where, is it, school, where is it? Where is it? Middle of nowhere. Myers. Right. So it's on the main road uh, out toward from between Sheffield and Buxton. Right. Um, and there's a field next to it that's it's actually the lambing field for one of the local farms. But you can pay a few quid and put a tent up in it. Right. which we've done on a few occasions um, 
Yeah. Is it a bit like you're in someone's front room kind of thing? Very vibe? much so, yeah. yeah. Have you land? There's a real have fire. Have you land yet there, Laura? Did you have you? I haven't, have but you? I was. I did camp there one uh, one weekend in spring when uh, I was awoken in the middle of the night and I thought we were about to get murdered and then heard a tripping over the ropes and a... And it was a sheep with a little fresh baby lamb. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Lamb. So there's Laura's uh, uh, first attempt at uh, uh, a sheep. So shall I go second? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're, we're not even ten minutes into the podcast. This feels like what we do go at the end of the What's podcast. What's your best bar? Go on. Doing impressions of sheep. Go on. <laughs> oh, no. That's that what sheep sound like. Tried a little yeah. baby one. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I think we did get the uh, mummy, the daddy, the little baby, and the distant cousin. Not the direction at all our content would go. I I was going to say, on the subject of birthdays, we've got a couple of local bars that are celebrating in Sheffield their anniversaries in recent weeks, but Sean thought we'd do impressions of sheep. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it back, James. Sean the sheep. Um, (laughs) So happy birthday to bar stewards and also to Itchy Pig, who are celebrating Birthplit as well. We've recorded episodes. Hang on, there's a theme here. Pig. (laughs) Go on, Sean, do a big impression. Hang on, give me a minute. <laughs> it can't turn it on, can it? Oh, no. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Just found a little acorn. Oh, Fallen acorn, like if we bring it back to Babe Pig in the City, like right oh, Honestly, the original Babe film I once watched on a plane to Australia, and it was one of the best films I have ever seen, <laughs> honestly. And I did just have a little weep at the end. I really did, <laughs> when he won. It's brilliant. <laughs> you just Do you not agree? I've never seen it. You've just spoiled it for it's me now. It's no brilliant. <laughs> no point in watching it. Anyway. Well, that's birthdays done then. <laughs> Happy birthday to uh, Bastards and Itchy, Itchy Pig. Itchy Pig, of course. And Abidale. And Abidale. And Abidale. And anyone else that's celebrating birthdays at the moment. Um, all right. That's going to probably wrap us up in here then. And we're going to move on to Laura's choice of pub. Where was it? The Furry the Goat. <laughs> we're going to go to next. The Rook and Gaskill. Goat. Yeah. Hard, hard <laughs> noises to do goats. Cause it's a bit aggressive, <laughs> isn't it? That was a rook, not a goat. I feel we've peaked. I'm not sure how we're going to be able to keep these standards up for the next few hours. <laughs> But we will try. Right, we're going to pack up. We're going to move on to our next venue. And we will see you at... The Rock and Gas Girl. So, for you, it's been like 20 seconds since you last heard from us. For us, it's been about an hour because we... Well, we made a... We made a schoolboy error. Well, I, I mean, actually, I am looking at Laura. Laura yeah. made a schoolboy error. I was because just excited. We're not in the pub that you said that we were going to go to because... It doesn't open till five. Didn't check the opening hours. Luckily, we've not gone too far out of our way. And it was a lovely walk, wasn't it? We saw some historical sites our while we were here. Our daily is certainly done, yeah. which is a good thing. And we find ourselves in... Sean, tell us where we are. We are in the new uh, Turning Point um, pub and it's called Fosgate Tap and I've never been in before, I think it's pretty new, Laura's been in before, we're in a little beery destination because I'm sat in the window and across the way I can see the Osset pub, the Hop and it is also bang next door, if I just look out of the window I can see people sat next door at the Bluebell, the tiniest pub. Um, 
in most counties, I would imagine. There might be a tinier one in Cleethorpes or something, but it's a tiny little pub in the heart of, very famous in the heart of York. And I can see someone on a pint of cider just next door um, with a Cockney Rejects T-shirt and a tattooed head. Oh, so, uh, all I can see a nice is an view. angry wasp yeah, on the window. It's a little as <laughs> well. Now I've noticed wasp. it, I can't see anything else. You know, like you get little yappy dogs. I reckon that's like yeah, a, it's yeah. quite a small wasp. I reckon it's proper it's an angry, angry, angry wasp, isn't it? So I, I should also apologise because uh, I remembered as we walked up to the door of the Rook and Gaskell that I had also once walked down there during <laughs> the day, and when I arrived, uh, realised that it wasn't too open and I, I should have thought about checking that before but we it was off. quite comical actually because we I mean we walked for maybe what 10-15 minutes yeah. and no one said anything and then as we were like within touching distance open. of the pub both of you went I wonder if it might I wonder what time it opens um, and anyway you'll just have to take open, our word for it that so it's a really nice pub yeah. we've, we've come elsewhere what is everyone drinking because I think Certainly three out of five of us have gone quite dark here. Yeah, I've gone in keeping with the pub that we were going to go to. So the Rook and Gaskell is a, a Canberra regular serial Canberra award winner uh, for York Canberra, pub of the year, pub of the month and everything. It wins the lot and they've got a brilliant range of cask beers. So I've stayed loyal to cask in this one, gone for a real old school award winning beer, Rudgate Ruby Mild. So a nice pint. Look at the bloody head on that lovely ruby colour. It's scrumptious. It is definitely old school. Yeah. Getting points I've, for that. I've gone with cask as well. Um, I've stuck with the slight animal theme that we were on in the <laughs> previous venue. Uh, I've gone for a Brass Castle Bad Kitty, which is one of my all-time favourite beers. Um, don't get to drink it on cask very often. So uh, it's absolutely delicious. So vanilla-y, creamy... Absolutely, oh, I just love it. I also have uh, a. I might have you might have seen me in it before on uh, one of our videos. I think because I've got one of my beer-related uh, clothing items is a hot pink bad kitty hoodie. Yeah, it is hot. Brilliant as well. It's a good hoodie. Uh, at this point, we need to go to Sean for his impression of a cat. Well, now we have the lovely Fiona uh, into uh, at our place. I can I can just do one of hers. So, uh, meow. <laughs> oh, actually, no, it sounded a little Fiona, bit too catty, didn't it? Fiona is your cat. Fiona is our cat. An actual real cat, because that did not sound like a real cat. It sounded like cat. somebody you were going, oh, we've got this new girl in called Fiona. Yeah, meow. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, uh, yeah, she's a, she's a, a beautiful little cat that, uh, that we've got. If you're not seen her, I'll get the photos. I've seen her, and she is beautiful. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam, what are you on? Uh, Brass Castle again, Hoptical Illusion, um, one of the gluten-free offerings, as well as um, the the, the uh, bad kitty. I wouldn't call it a Hello Kitty then, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm hoping to maybe sneak in another half of uh, bad, bad kitty. kitty, not Hello Kitty. <laughs> it's very different. Is, it, uh, uh, is there a beer called Hello Kitty? No, it's that like it's Japanese like kind of brand, brand like um, is it? toy and kind of clothing. So we'll get sued if we called one Hello Kitty. You'll probably know. No, what, if, if, so you made, you know if you made I a think. beer called Hello Kitty, you might have issues. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you'll know You'll know what we're talking about. It's like the little like Japanese figure with like yeah. a smiling face yeah. and stuff is yeah. Hello Kitty. Yeah. It's not that. Very good. It's not that. Um, I'm on Turning Point Hazard After Midnight, which is a mint choc chip ice cream stout. 
hand, the um, the woman at the bar that her nails that, yeah, her fingernails that. match the mint chocolate chip. That's interesting. Theme. I wanted to say that at the bar, <laughs> but in the modern world that we live in, <laughs> and I wasn't ordering the beer. I chickened out, but a few years ago I would have said that. The photo that the I photo? took of the, um, of the, of the bar pump, because I'd forget the name of the beer, because I'd, I'd forget my own name within 30 seconds, uh, it is perfectly uh, all on brand. There's, yeah, the picture, the, the there's beer, a picture for this podcast. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out if Hazard After Midnight, is that some kind of After 8 reference? Um, yes, it is, but I can't give you any more. Than okay, that's <laughs> all, it's all good. That's all good. Um, what did I want to talk about? I want to talk about the Olympics because, Sean, I came in your shop the other day and we talked briefly about the Olympics. Laura, earlier this morning, long before we started recording, we touched on the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I've not watched any at all of I'm the Olympics either. this time around. But I was saying to my mum yesterday that I think back to London 20, 2012. And I could have happily switched on the TV at like nine o'clock in the morning and there'd be, I don't know, like some swimming or something. And then it'd be beach volleyball and then it'd be handball and then there'd be some athletics. And you could while away the day watching it quite, quite, so quite what, easily. What's changed? Is it the time zone? I think it's probably something to do with that. I've just generally been too busy to be able to mm. think, oh, I'll give up a day to do it. Because it is, a, it is a little bit addictive. Sports that you previously think I've got no interest in, once you start watching it, you, you're enthralled. Instant I do. I do draw the line at the dancing horses, but apart from that, I think you can we really gold, get though. into it. We did win gold. <laughs> Don't count though, does it? It's a dancing horse, Sean. I know that the horse win gold or the same horse win. then also does a cross country and a, a show jumping event. And actually, uh, despite the fact that uh, I can see the, the, the potential argument for. Uh, People say, well, it's not nice for the horse. Uh, it's certainly probably nicer than horse racing. Um, Does the horse, horse get a medal? Um, they get a rosette. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a funny question, but it's a good, I was thinking the same. It's like, who wins the actual medal? They, uh, yeah. they did it. Yeah. yeah. You just sat they on it. They should get one, shouldn't they? Or, you know, at least a nice packet of polos or something. Yeah, I, I reckon the they horse, get a good... Yeah, the horses, they, they get referenced a lot in it. They don't... Just mention the 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 rider. The horses do the seem horse to get know? a lot of glory. Yeah, is it a little I bit like giving your javelin a medal? Which if you're really yeah, good at javelin. No, no, no. My this javelin. is a living breathing a pet animal. Javelin. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. But it, it always strikes me that the the horses in that three-day eventing are the most intelligent um, and clever horses on the planet in terms of their adaptability and what the what they're what they're capable of doing. Um, Can you do a horse impression? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> get ready. Th- is it? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get my lips right. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> I, I would have gotten the same. A proper like yeah. Got to do a proper proper yeah. nay, haven't you? Well, well, that would have been a stallion. You said a horse. Difference, <laughs> male and female. Right, can you do a stallion. Then? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Do it. I want to see you get your hooves up and everything. Yeah, I. Uh, it's, it's perhaps time to admit that uh, um, horse racing has been a long, long, lifelong love of mine. But uh, working I'll within working working within the uh, the sort of beer industry uh, perhaps does make 
I think it's a good industry. It makes you more aware of things, and there are different pressures from different people and different influences from different people. And my early influence with that was uh, my granddad, where he's, he's, he's long since departed now. So I'm going off it now. I'm going off it. The influence from different people. And I don't know whether, whether anybody else working close within the beer industries uh, feels that they change their opinions on things. I mean, obviously, you've got opinions from through life that are frowned upon, isn't it? Definitely. It, 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 it really is. And I, I, I can, more and more, I can see why. Yeah, more and more, I can see why. Anyway, we've got on to horse racing. I would never have put you down as a horse racing Yeah, fan. I've been... I I've been don't know why. To, all over the world to watch it. Yeah, the, the, the Caribbean, Paris. I was flown for the weekend to Florida just to watch a, a horse race. Is that true? It is. Wow. Flew back Friday, flew back Sunday. Some, some free flights he gets us there. I, I, I was a travel agent at the time. Yeah. We've been doing this podcast for like, what, three and a bit yeah, years or whatever it is now. And I still learn new stuff about Sean every time we do an episode. And I, I, I sort of think, <laughs> oh, I've got to know Sean quite well. And then he'll say something, and I'm like, I don't know Sean at all. I, this is a total stranger. Yeah. Laura, you've got quite into the Olympics, haven't you? Pardon? Quite into the Olympics. Oh, I have. Sorry. <laughs> I have. I think um, it's on like day 13 or something now. I think I've cried at something in the Olympics every single day. Oh, really? I just find it so emotional. I feel quite emotional. I, it's watching just the, so the, nice. The, the, um, the young uh, Sky Brown getting yeah. a bronze medal in the... Um, the skateboarding it was the high jump final that got me oh yeah where they, they, they shared did, gold yeah. medal I did yeah. shed a tear at that myself as I think well. it's just like because because there aren't any else. other people spectating it's just all of yeah. the athletes they all yeah. seem they're so they're all really other. into it and they're all so supportive of each other and it's like obviously it's a competition but the uh, the boundaries of where you're yeah. from just really don't seem to mm. matter and uh, everybody just wants each other yeah. to really do well the, and the, didn't see that's that that's great so, um, I got a little bit emotional about Tom Daly winning yeah I also because did. it feels like yeah. we've seen him grow up and, and Have we've you seen, seen him quite publicly uh, go through quite a lot knitting. of stuff yeah. so that was hey. amazing um, and, I, and I did almost cry at, and I think it was you Sean that posted a link to this the was it Badminton that they were playing, where her racket broke yeah. halfway through, yeah. and they still ended up winning the gold medal. She, she the, ran off the, the only court. gold medal that that country had won. She ran off the court was. while a mate kept knocking the shuttlecock back, grabbed yeah. the new racket, ran back onto the court, and, and they, they won like the gold. That, they're they're special. <laughs> like I love stuff like that. That, that was uh, that was quite. A Laura should tell you about the high jumping because that that that's unique. I've never seen anything like it. In oh, my life. It was yeah, just really nice. So it was, it was a jumper from Italy yep. and one from Qatar, and they'd both just been absolutely faultless the whole way through. Exactly the same kind of result. Both finished in the same place, and then uh, we're supposed to go to a jump off. So I know I now you'll so, see official walk. Yeah, up to and he was like, "So we're going to do a jump off," and the man from Qatar went, "Can't we just both have a gold medal?" <laughs> So I went, mm, maybe, and you could tell he was going to go and finish, uh, you know, finish his conversation with the, the officials and see if they could both have the gold. But they uh, they took it they as took that maybe then. Yes, yeah, so they were just like, let's share the gold and just like hugged each other and, go. and then they put they each other's medals on. Yeah. And oh, it was just so nice. Funny thing, I I picked that up just after they were both celebrating independently. I'm going, mm. I don't understand who's won this. They both look like they've won it. Yeah, <laughs> like this one guy, like literally, like. Rolling around on the floor like he'd been shot. The Italian lad, and the other guy was, was like celebrating. Thinking like, either someone's really humble about coming second, yeah. or 
And it weren't until they kind of replayed like, it. Because they'd both got like quite lengthy stories of how they'd got there and they'd both yeah. recently recovered from injury and they'd both been on a real journey and they'd kind of obviously knew each other through all the competitions and done it together and just didn't didn't want, want the other, other to, to come second then rather than them wanting it, to it, win. They come back to the studio and Michael yeah. Johnson said, uh, would you both like two goals and, and neither of you lose? And it says, well, of course you're going to say yes. Of course you're going to go for it. No loser. I think they should have had a round where it was on fire. Oh yeah, yeah. So like they yeah, they put the yeah. bar on fire and <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah. Come on then. Or gone limbo. Could have yeah, gone like limbo. A, like a kind like of a stream Olympics. Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I Come like on, guys. You really want your gold? See what you like under tougher conditions. <laughs> I think you could do that with a lot of sports. Like if fo- if the football was on fire during football, particularly rugby, if the rugby ball was on fire, it would make it a much more interesting sport. I want to know whether or not that messes up the i the the uh, the stock take of gold medals. Because that one that be, yeah, they'll have an extra silver and one less. Well, gold. I, I also liked in the swimming in the relays of which we won some goals. Uh, you're only allowed to have the medal awarded in public to the four people who completed the actual final. So we won a mixed uh, medley, didn't we? And then I think the lads won a uh, medley as well. And so in both occasions, backstage they had a a mini little podium. And the person who in the heats had taken part in the uh, relay also got a medal. But they, they couldn't go and set five on the stage getting the goals. You can only have four, even though someone else was in the heats and was the fifth party in that particular group. So they had a little mini podium backstage where everyone else then put the gold over the fifth person's head. That's quite that was nice. good. It was very good. I thought these it's games... All, it's all very sporting, isn't it? The I thought these Olympics. games, James, would have been even more accessible to a young pup like you with the <laughs> skateboarding. Honestly, uh, with Over the... Over 40 now, sure. I know, but, but you're still... You're still a, you've just taken your baseball cap off. You're still <laughs> a young Can we pup. all agree that the um, speed climbing is witchcraft? No, there's a Sheffield... It's still witchcraft, whatever it is. We had, we had a, a Sheffield competitor, female mm. competitor in that, who did brilliantly, actually. I saw Welcome to Sheffield. Oh, yeah, she's really from Maysbrook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, Sheffield's won a few medals, haven't we? We've got rid of a few. Well, Yorkshire has. Oh, I, 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 do, liked, I liked how, to, after two or three days, Look North put the old uh, Olympic League table on Look North. Yeah. Look Leeds. If Yorkshire was a country yeah. where we were. Yeah, we're, we're, I think we were sixth at the time, but I'm sure we've. I imagine a few Leeds bad, people from Leeds then basically yeah. they wouldn't have put it on if you were I mean the BMX areas. as well is, is it, I think it's it's breathed a bit of a, a fresh air through things this time with the uh, the younger sports surfing BMX skateboarding uh, whatever next and you, you were saying yesterday that you, you're a bit disappointed that some of these sports don't really get a show in other than just yeah. every four years when the Olympics come Yeah, out. I think that uh, some broadcasters, and I suppose Eurosport do it to an extent, but the BBC particularly, um, could could really showcase some of these sports. I don't think that we, we are only intelligent enough to get into things every four years as viewers. And I think that they, they could really tap into a younger market, particularly with all that skateboarding and, uh, and everything on. Um, so I, I think there's a, a real opportunity. I think the Olympic showcases not not new sports in, in, in such, but sports that would be new to the the, 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 the the UK's population or world population. Nobody will have watched skateboarding competitively before. I would have thought. But there you go. You watch it like you know, Devonshire Green on a Saturday evening, yeah. don't you? As you're walking into yeah. town, <laughs> um, and I even like just watching the kids do it. I think. 
I could never do that. Uh, it's impressive, isn't it? Some of the stuff that that people can do. So yeah, why not? Why should it not be? Yeah, enjoy them. You mentioned beach volleyball. That's what me and Deb went to watch in 2012 on the Horse Guards Parade. And my my memory, other than enjoying it, was uh, four quid a bottle, small, two fifteen ml bottles of Heineken. It's not bad. Nightmare. Not bad. We've got to decide where we're going next, and we need to check that wherever we go next is open. I'm, lo- I'm looking around the table for nominations as to next stop. A few options. I don't know where. I'm, I'm, my geography of. I, d- I know a lot of places in Europe, but my geography in terms of how to get there. Well, if we want crap. to go to a, another local brewery owned pub, we could go to the Three Legged Mare. That's a York so brewery the, pub uh, up by the Minster. Minster. Is that open? It is. Are you sure? Yes. Definitely. According to Google. Alright, that might be a plan then. Let's hope it works this yeah. time. Otherwise, never let me pick anywhere ever again. Your brewery now owned by Feekstons and or somebody of that nature. We'll check that online Lastons. before we. Uh, no. It's not one of the. Uh, it's national. They're owned by a, a big, a big regional. I think it could be Feekstons if I was going to guess, but we'll check that before we uh, we come back on air. For legal purposes, we will confirm that one way or the other shortly. In a moment, we will see you at our next stop. Made it then. We are at the three-legged mare. Um, we have noticed that there's, there's, some kind of, there's some kind of aerial or something that's slightly interfering with our equipment. So if you can hear some weird background noise going on, we're going to apologise. It's the ghosts. We are in York and it is famous for its ghosts and its ghouls. So it is probably Sean putting the willies up someone. Well, because the three-legged mare does not refer to a horse. It's uh, the contraption that the noose used to hang from for when you were hanging people. That is it. So maybe that's what it is. I thought it was a reference to Claire Balding's um, slight... Olympic faux pas. Olympic faux pas is the nice way. But it was deliberate. Yeah, we can't. We can't. The the smirk on those guys' faces was probably the moment of the. I have seen that several times. The uh, the hangings in York used to take place down at the race course, didn't they? Did. Yeah. 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 So there were there were very celebrated hangings, as I understand it. Or there might have been guillotine. I don't know. Did you enjoy that at the same time as horse racing, or Um, (laughs) back in the day? Well, it it was just before my (laughs) time. Yeah, um, let's talk about beers then because you and Adam are on the same beer <laughs> well, we should first clarify uh, because we promised it a few seconds ago that the Thrill Again Mare owned by York Brewery I um, stupidly suggested Thiexton's which wasn't far wide of the mark because it's uh, uh, Google approved uh, research uh, is uh, owned by a Black Sheep Brewery. Which is actually very obvious, isn't it? Because they've got loads really of Black is. Sheep beers on in here and uh, one of my old favourite uh, places to go for a drink in York, the last drop-in, which was a York Brewery pub, is now Ye Oldie Black Sheep Bottle Shoppy. But, but a closed but we, version Which was closed today. <laughs> yeah, it'd been... But, uh, well, no, I think it had been shut down. Oh, yeah, it, lo- it looked closed, closed, didn't it? It did look but, very um, closed, closed. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah so that's one of my favourite pubs that I used to love. Yeah, so Centur- that's we, were, we, were, we were lamenting Centurion Ghost, weren't we, which I'm guessing was about 5 point... Uh, was it 5.6 so from memory? Yeah, I was thinking mid-five yeah, somewhere, but, I, but not really sure. I know sure. from perhaps 20 years ago coming here 
that I, I would refuse to have it f- because it was just too mind-blowingly strong yeah. um, <laughs> to drink, which is it was incredible. But I know that I used to say that. Yeah, I used to say it. Impression of a black sheep, can you do? Um, <laughs> yeah, you could go a few ways with that, actually, couldn't you? Uh, the black sheep being the naughty the naughty one of the family, so... God, do naughty No, I'd rather do a ghost in that we're it's in... It's like putting a 9-1 number, isn't it? Can you do naughty? Naughty That sounded like Chris the Sheep from Father Ted, actually. Let's go back to beer, then. What beer are you drinking? I've got an old traditional Yorkers... Uh, always turns me back to sort of traditional so I think I've perhaps had one keg today but uh, I'm on Brass Castle or not far away at Moulton uh, just Scarborough side of York on the A64 and it's their their blonde pint of I think it was 3.9% Adam Warwick yep Northern Blonde Uh, I nearly had a uh, pint of Colonel Export India Porter and there was a, a when she said what would you like there was a pause in my voice I was dragged this way and that moment of contemplation this way and that but I went sensible and uh, love, lovely nice easy drinking blonde we have for the first time a, it's like a, a dividing line on the table here because obviously Sean you and Adam are, are drinking the same beer and Laura and I not drinking the same beer but we have split our beers so we each order a beer we ask for an extra glass uh, and we are sharing our beers and we are the opposite end of the beer spectrum this picture would um, perfectly uh, encapsulate the the UK beer industry as you we are on speak. the track side baseball cap <laughs> pink, pink fleck t-shirt Jazzy shirt. <laughs> that's me that's me so I ordered um, Vault City Sunshine on Portobello you think Portobello you think mushroom there's no mushroom in it um, but it's quite an unusual beer so it is it's pineapple, peach, and habanero, which is a kind of very spicy kind of chili. So this is like a spicy, chili, sour fruit beer, which sounds like it makes no sense at all. It's also 7.5%, so you throw that into the equation. So it's a strange combination of, of, of fruit and spice and alcohol. Um, and for anyone, for anyone not tuning in to the live video feed, Laura and James have done the modern craft thing. Me and Adam are sat with our, our yep. pints next to each other and the lacing on the glass. We've got down the craft end of the table. We've got two extra glasses, please, so we can <laughs> share yeah, it. Because, you know, so we've got we've got a share of cool a couple of IPA, share of a couple of sours. Quality over quantity. I know, but look yeah. at look at what look at this end of the table. Which which is the most beautiful end of the table? I would, oh, they're I would both beautiful this. in their own no, way. No, yeah. Adam, what's the most I'm not beautiful? I'm keen on the colour of that um, Vault City. It's quite murky. It's it's always weird yeah, it does look a little bit like... It's not a vibrant uh, colour. It's a wee colour, doesn't it? I do yeah. need to uh, just draw attention to the fact that you ordered a two-thirds of your beer, James, yeah. and it's in a black sheep... Craftmaster oh glass. It is. It is. Yes, it is. Well. Which is, uh, I thought it was a magic rock when thing. she held it, it up. And it works. Uh, yeah, it does. It looks great. Um, but, um, but it's also it's yeah. also a one pint Craftmaster glass, which is a magic yeah. rock. And, and Rich Norgate might want to contact a Black Sheep Brewery to have a chat about but, um, the design. Because I've got a Polly's 6% IPA. I can't remember what it's called now. That's bad of me, isn't it? I just I looked and was like, oh, that sounds good. But I was quite surprised, to be honest, because you come in this really lovely, quite traditional pub 
and then they've got the couple of uh, black sheep cast beers on they've got Guzzler the on as well, York Brewery Guzzler and the uh, the Brass Castle that you're drinking and then the keg lineup was yeah, Colonel Fall City and Polly's yeah. and that took, took me a little bit by surprise but uh, yeah I think um, the two that we're uh, safely sharing James I think are both extremely delicious um, I will say that as well as pineapple peach and habanero I think the Vault City tastes a bit like heartburn <laughs> <laughs> it, does, it does have that going on, definitely. But it's very Do you nice. Mean it tastes like reflux. It's, it's very Pardon like. Woo. And I've, I've poured, I did get two thirds, and I gave, what, probably a third of that to you. And I'm still feeling like this is going to be a bit of a challenge to get through the rest of this. And sometimes it's nice actually, to have a beer that's a bit of a, it's a bit of a challenge. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty tricky to get through it. Um, but I, I, I'm, I, I'm a fan of Vault City because their beers generally always hit the mark they do what they do really really well and their beers also like the taste develops and changes as you drink it they're quite complex beers and um, so i am definitely a fan big fan of polys as well so i am i'm not saying this is turning into like a internet vote but if it was oh, it is i think this side of the table has got it it, it, is, down it is turning into an internet vote because i've taken a picture of both sides of the table and when we get back Perhaps a week after we, we, we uh, go live with this and a few people listen to it, I think it'd be nice then to post uh, the uh, uh, picture out. So you've got out. time in your shop to influence picture out and say which it's is the most beautiful side of the table. That to me looks, it looks, looks unorganised, <laughs> it looks... Um, Looks, it looks a bit wishy washy. Look, you're, you're old school, Sean. It's, a very it's not about look, it's well, about co- taste. Co- COVID-19 Do you know what, though, prevents that, me from that, tasting. That, that Polly's, to me, is very straw like. It looks very like, light, a, looks like it? a sour. Yeah. I would, if somebody had asked it me does. which one's Lemon which, sour. I would say it other way around. I would yeah. have said that light one is the, is the Vault City and that murky one I mean, is the Polly's. Sorry, I mean, I'm going to speak directly to the listeners now in saying. Do you, can you really believe they're talking about colour? Looks a little bit straw-like. I mean, I can absolutely assure you that both these beers are absolutely delicious. No, oh, I bet they are. These two old timers here. You've who just are said you're going to struggle to finish yours. You've just said you're going to struggle to finish it. Yeah, it's quite challenging, but it's absolutely delicious. <laughs> it's beautiful. Is that See, I'm just going like? to say they're uh, they're both the two that we're drinking are both delicious. Laura, but which side of the table would you, ra- would you rather sit on? Well. Given one choice. Oh, well, it depends what mood I'm in. Right now, I'm in a keggy mood. So you're staying down there. I am. Oh. Can we all just, can we all just agree to be friends? <laughs> yeah. I would if if uh, if Brass Castle were to win this um, bizarre punch up that we've yeah. got going on, yeah. I would not be sad because they're lovely. No. <laughs> there you go. We, we'll just go, we can call it a draw. It's fine. No. Yeah. No, I think it should we've, be a draw. We're no, all no, having no. a nice time, Sean. <laughs> All friends, I'll go back to it. We've got some points of business to sort out. So first of all, Sean, you have got to go after this, so you're not going to be here for our last I, stop. I'm, so I'm now we're 54 give you, and booked an hour earlier. We are going to give you the, I mean, inverted commas, privilege of choosing our last stop before we go. So you can send us wherever you want to send us for the last stop in York. I, might, I mentioned this before, but uh, in opening Beer Central, we had to pitch a business plan to check your council. And they wanted to know what it might look like. So I came across to York with my mum and dad and Deborah. We had a nice meal. We went in the back of Trembling Badness to the back room. I took pictures of their shelves and they were downloaded into our business plan. 
And I said to Sheffield Council, like this. it will look like this. <laughs> and they said, oh, lovely, you can come. And so uh, I forever would be thankful to House of Trembling Madness. And the, beautif- uh, the beautiful new building is fantastic with some very challenging original um, yep. Uh, artwork in there oh, as yeah. well that's worth a, worth a visit but the old is one the artwork <laughs> is uh, it is the artwork the of the peach and pineapple <laughs> habanero <laughs> sour isn't it <laughs> <laughs> well, well it's, it's historic artwork but given a given a modern um, a modern interpretation of things I think I was uh, in there so a few weeks ago and the gents toilet is quite interesting it, it really is yeah it is yeah, so uh, well worth the visit if you're busting um, but I'm going to send you old school, and if you can get yourselves into a nice corner table in the little loft bar above House of Trembling Madness on Stonegate, I know when I'm on my train home, busting, hoping there's a toilet, um, that you three will be having a, a stunning beer of cask or cask, uh, sorry, keg or cask. Um, you, you built the, you Are you going to have a sneaky one in York Tap if you get there um, on time? I, I've already done a mo- uh, Google Maps check, and where we are now, I am an 18-minute walk away. Uh, so I'm, I'm planning to set off at five to for a quarter past train. So I've got 11 minutes. I mean, that's here. useful for so listeners who don't know what time it is. So, so you've yeah, got yeah, yeah. Uh, ten, ten we're mid-afternoon. Yeah, so so York Tap looks unlikely. Looks unlikely, particularly as I want to. Uh, um, not mission train as well. No stuff. For the record, the more I drink the Vault City, the more I the more adjusting to it. <laughs> I'm quite enjoying it, but oh, also no. the fact I think it's going to no, become more difficult to drink something else afterwards. Oh, this is getting it's more embarrassing, like a, isn't it? It is like a bit of a last beer of the night. And you've still got you've still got a long thing. day. Have you tried it? No, I haven't. No. No, I'm not. I'm not. We cross the table. No, it's COVID nineteen, isn't it? We're not oh. going to share beers. Oh, right. We all tested, didn't no, we? No chance. <laughs> no chance. That's very sensible. Very sensible. But look, look at this side of the table. This this side says relaxed, calm. It says lunchtime, afternoon drinking. As it approaches 5 pm. Yeah, I suppose it's a bit blokey. We're, we're even offering to share our beers with your side of the table. That is how that, modern we that are. Shows how, that shows how the strength of the beer is going to your uh, uh, your head in terms we're just, of we're regulations. Just we're moment. just friendlier and more contemporary on this side <laughs> of the table. You sit there. Like cradling your beer, like no one's coming near your pint. We've got a denim jacket down our end yeah. as well. Double denim of here. Beautiful down here, Laura. Forget, forget, James, Adam. Look into Laura's eyes. She wants to come down here. Are we going to cover a bit of um, beery stuff? Local beery stuff. Are we sticking to the York stuff? Locals, fine. Uh, we have we have got some kind of local beer news to mention, which is well, let's talk about beer festivals first because two things to mention here. Firstly, it should be Indie Beer Feast this coming weekend as we record this. Obviously, it's not happening. Uh, there is an Indie Beer Feast trail that's taking place, which is quite interesting, and the festival itself will be taking place at the start of next year. Also, the news in the last few days that the Steel City Beer Festival which of course we did an episode out a couple of years ago uh, in 2019 that also will not be happening this year which is a real shame and yeah. I did wonder whether or not actually it might be able to go ahead and they made the decision to side on uh, or, or err on the side of caution which 
I cannot disagree with at all. It's completely yeah. um, fair, and obviously that is an event that does appeal to people from every spectrum in terms of age and everything. So they really do have to protect everyone that would normally go to um, to that. So um, there's there's that for us to consider. Also, just worth mentioning as well, some some new stuff that's happening. So we've got um, a new beer shop on. Uh, Abbeydale Road that's opened called Bear, which I think stands for Beer Emporium Abbeydale Road. All oh, right. B-E-A-R-R. Uh, we've got a new um, beer shop in town that's opened. Friend of the show, Darren, who runs Industry Tap, uh, opened a new place called Industry Hop House. Uh, and uh, we also have a new bar open at Kellam Island. Uh, the guys from Heist, who... I mean, they were really unlucky with when the pandemic struck, which was around the time that they were looking at getting things moving. So that's been a heavily delayed project, uh, but finally got their place open as well down at Kellam Island, which is a very welcome new addition down there as well. So there's kind of a bit of sad news there. We've also, of course, got... Actually, we've got to go to... Uh, it's been a little while now, but Poor, which is a place that we've yep. visited before, uh, and uh, John, who is friend of the show as well, uh, who... I wouldn't necessarily say that they're closed. I think they described it as taking some time out to kind of decide about a future business model, but certainly closed for the time being as as well. Um, And we are probably barely scratching the surface, actually, in terms of the number of places in Sheffield who um, have maybe had to make changes or are taking some time away uh, or, you know, have been affected by what's been um, going on. So certainly busy time on the beer scene in Sheffield. Matt Beatty at The Bear is a, 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 a friend of ours and uh, his sister Charlie works down in the beer industry in London and so uh, he's got a, a real fantastic knowledge for himself and his family. He's got the best floor in Sheffield. He's been posting pictures of his varnished uh, shop floor. It is beautiful. Uh, it, it, it really is a beautiful thing. So uh, he's not far down the bottom end of Bramall Lane. Uh, a nice place when the season kicks off on Saturday for the discerning Sheffield United fans to uh, to pop in for a brilliant beer, uh, and, and it's, it's an absolutely fantastic bloke. So it's, it really is well worth a visit. I'm, I mean, I don't mean to make a sweeping statement, but I don't think Sheffield United fans have good taste in beer at all. Well, yeah, if you go in the Rutland before a home game, or go in Industry Tap before a home game, or. Lord Nelson. <laughs> no, no, no. They're, they're just people out for a nice day out. They're not Sheffield United fans. I, I, I have to disagree. <laughs> have to. Where do you go for your pre-match pint, James? Just out of interest. Um, it would be New Barrack Tavern. Um, it's quality. Uh, and then down to Riverside Cafe. Um, and then into Hillsborough, which actually... Cross football clubs now we have a reasonable uh, choice of beer at Hills because there's quite a few Thornbridge yeah Pangolin now as well you could uh, and then you go on the way back you go down Kellam Island and you work your way back that way yeah to drown your sorrows anyway actually and the choice of beer now in Hillsborough is pretty good as we found out on um, our last in person um, episode is it it's raining outside, by the way. Anyone that's listening and interested in the, <laughs> the current weather conditions here in New York. And it has turned a little bit dark and I've just seen dingy a little two bit. Two ladies walk by with a brolly up. So Sean's going to have to make a room for a history I'm in a, a moment. A bit of a so dash. We will, we will wrap up this part of the, um, of the hot cast. So please have a, a real good quality traditional pint in the house of Trembling Madness just for me. We'll I do that. That is done. We will report back when we get there. 
have to start this section with an apology to uh, Sean of the Clark because um, he did send us on our way to go to the House of Trembling Madness, uh, but the the original, the old House of Trembling Madness, which we attempted to go to, uh, and unfortunately we weren't able to uh, get an appropriate table um, to accommodate ourselves. I'm not saying that we're all like you know huge or anything, but um, and equipment that we needed as well. So. Um, We've ended up, we are still at the House of Trembling Mammoths, but we're at the new version of House of Trembling Mammoths. It's actually not that new anymore, is it? I was thinking that. Can we still call it's, it new? We still call it new, don't we? And it's about probably like, what, four Is it called Lendl? Is it called Lendl? Yeah, we're, Lendl, we're on Lendl. The that's Lendl the road. Version. So it is, if you've been to House of Trembling Mammoths before, it's the one that's got about 18 floors and Feels just keeps down going and going and going. <laughs> you go up to the toilets and then there's like function room, keep going up and up and up. Um, and there used to be like a little bottle shop in the cellar, like in the basement, which is now gone as we've discovered. It's not here anymore. Yeah, it's a shame. So we are we are in the new house of Trembling Madness, not the old one. So apologies to Sean, but we did try. I mean, I'm not that sorry because I'm just munching my way through a mountain full of ham and cheese. <laughs> Is that much food? Is that we, much we, food? Need, we needed room for the three of us, recording equipment and Laura's tea. Separate yeah. table, yeah. It's like he it, it just automatically brought us like three sets of cutlery. Yeah, then I was like, oh no, that's all for me actually. We also had our first proper fail on the beer where like for such a big beer place, not a single gluten-free beer. So back on the side. I'm really surprised because there is what probably maybe 20 or 30 beers altogether offered in this establishment and not a single one of them is no. gluten-free. Especially with the Brass Castle being kind of exclusively gluten-free and being local, you'd think that they just, you just even if it's just a token yeah. one, you just have it, won't you? Um, but yeah, so I'm drinking some. I think it's called Pulp. It's not the Verdant Pulp. Uh, but I think that's the whoever makes the cider. It's, it's quite pleasant. It's yeah. It's a I'm really disappointed with that, I, yeah. I'm, and I'm quite surprised because gluten-free beers are uh, they're you know they're they're mainstream now. They're quite widespread, so it's disappointing that they're not like managing the beer menu to always at least have one yeah. explicitly group for your beer on. You'd expect that. Yeah, bit of a bit of a bit of a thumbs down for that. Food looks good though. Well food is good. We've all been sort of having a little good. bit of a nibble on the outside. Yeah. How's your beers? Nibbleability. Um I've got the Vault City Viki Chimto which does actually taste like Vimto, but it's 8.2%. It's uh, very nice. And my what? second Vault City beer of the day. I'm going to say there's quite a bit of Vault City kicking yeah, around today. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what my beer is. Can you remember what my beer is? It was a brewery that I've never heard of before. I thought you got a Daya. Uh, I got a taster of the Daya, but oh, didn't actually okay, order sorry. the... The Daya is my main beer. I'm, I'm desperately trying to find it on the... Uh, the menu now because it was it's a it's a brewery that I've not heard of before. Oh, Arpu, Arpus, Arpus, Arpus. Yes, that was it. And it's a double dry hop dipper, I think. Seven point six, seven point seven, something like that percent. Um, and actually, it doesn't taste it at all, and it also doesn't look particularly. No, it doesn't, does uh, it? Strong. It's the cryo hopped one, isn't yes, it? Yes, it's a yeah cryo DDH dipper, I think, which was like they're all acronyms. All the I words, like. I like them. But the beer itself is it's nice, but it's not it's not jumping out. 
but it's all right. So how's your day been all together? It's been pretty nice, hasn't it? It's been uh, the weather's kept off apart from that little bit of drizzle just yeah. as, as we yeah. walk down here. But yeah, it's been nice. Yeah. Um, and we were saying just now that it's just really nice that we've come out and had a genuinely nice day with nice people. And that that's not something that we necessarily expected all those years ago when we started doing this. I know, it's coming up to... We, we had a little, like... Yeah, it was a bit of a moment, wasn't it? It was me that started this by saying that when we started this podcast, we were all like, well, let's just let's give it a go, let's do it. We didn't expect three and a bit years later... Well, we didn't expect to have navigated a pandemic in the middle of it, <laughs> but um, we didn't expect to have all become, like, genuine, actual friends. And, um, I mean, these are, like... These are days out that I think we'd like to think that we'd do anyway... We just we record a bit when we're doing them because it's kind of what we do. So you like as you know, I, I hope it comes across as a listener that you get like a cross section of what would what is a genuine day out for us that we would we'd love to just do without any recording equipment here anyway. Yeah, I think it kind of hope that you know we don't need to tell everybody what beer's good and what beer's bad and what they should be drinking. Sometimes it's just about you know the experience of a few people drinking together and you know re- reminding people. That, what a good experience it is just to sit around drinking you know with a group of friends and stuff so yeah and that's why we talked about things like um, animal noises and the olympics and <laughs> etc things like that that's where we started there are a lot of people that i don't i mean I, no one's still listening now is it everyone's given up now they <laughs> listened to the animal noises bit and went all right this is not for me move on <laughs> we're still here then yeah you know, you're, you're the you're the hardcore we you might have best. just heard me uh, munch on i couldn't resist my platter anymore and i just munched through uh, what i consider to be the king of leaves the pea shoot the king of leaves <laughs> so if you're still here <laughs> and you have a better leaf to suggest bring it on oh way above rocket uh, i think rocket i like rocket like but rocket's yeah ooh, it's beautiful. just it's just too much sometimes where a pea shoot is just it's just if, fantastic. If you are still listening at this point, just um, tweet us an emoji of your favourite animal and we'll get Sean to record the noise of that animal in our next episode. That's a great idea. And, and honestly, we will do that. We Maybe we start a Patreon that. and basically that's where you get for free. You get your own animal noise uh, from Sean. <laughs> animal of your pence. choice that's as voiced by Sean. Off <laughs> the idea of investing though, isn't it? it is. um, we are, uh, Laura's going to have to finish her food. We're going to have to finish our beers and we're going to have to make a bit of a run for the train quite soon. So we are going to have to wrap this up. But um, it has been a really nice day out. We did normally set off with the idea of doing these away days once a year. But I suspect that we'll actually probably try and do them maybe two or three times a year. Yeah. We've got some lost time to make up for as well, Yeah, we, we have. And I think we talked about last year, we talked about Huddersfield, we talked about Newcastle. I want to do them both in, in, in the next yeah, 12 why not, months eh? and maybe squeeze in somewhere else. So, um, and we'd actually love suggestions of places to go as well because we... Yeah, invite us to your place. Yeah, they're, they're all, they're, we've got loads of places that we know about and think about and stuff, but we need to broaden our horizons as well. So if there's anywhere that, maybe it's somewhere that you live or maybe you run a bar or a brewery there or just somewhere that you enjoy going and drinking, let us know about it because we're definitely open to suggestions for places to go because we need to, um, we want to spread our wings a bit and get out and see more of the world while ever we can. We've had, nearly two years stuck at home so let's let's go out there and let's and let's do it so bonus points for anyone that can recommend somewhere where i can get excellent ham because this is really good yeah you see i would go for the cheese so if we the can go for good also, yeah. cheese and ham yeah, yeah. and basically and beer, stuff you'd anything that, anywhere that's got <laughs> good yeah good Mainly beer and beer. stuff that can go well, on yeah. a plowman's plate yes. then 
we're well aware. Let us know. Sounds good. Cheers, Brilliant. guys. Right, thank you for your company, and uh, we will be back in Sheffield in September. So we will see you then. Goodbye. Bye.